Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode one of Three Things with Maggie and Mike. I am Mike Gagino. I'm Maggie Sirota. We're going to talk about three things that are on our mind. Because there's so many things. Yeah. But there's only three things that really matter. Only three things that really matter. At any given time to anyone's brain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> specifically is, ours based on a scientific study i never read yeah that doesn't <laughs> based on a headline i read somewhere on my aunt's facebook page so first up is you were talking about harvey weinstein yeah oh yeah 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 um everyone's favorite harvey no um everyone's favorite g- guy harvey yeah, weinstein great guy great guy uh no i was um just reading the book she said by um the New York Times reporters who broke the Weinstein story, um, Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey. And it's a really good read. It kind of reads like a thriller. Um, I haven't started the Ronan Farrow book yet, mm-hmm. which there's some crossover, but um, it's really good. It's kind of crazy how many times you hear someone, like a source in the story, say, I don't say earnestly, I don't care what he's doing with the women. It's just when the business... T- when he got, like, when his behavior started to affect the business, that's when they cared. That's when they cared. Yeah, yeah. God, that's so awful. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy. Like, they were, so these women, these two reporters, this, the story is just, like, basically how they got, the, the book is how they got the story. And so they're, like, they're just trying to get to these actresses directly. Like, anyone they heard of, they and, like, everyone is afraid to talk about this guy. Like, there were, like, old employees that were just terrified to talk about him well he was kind of a kingmaker in a way right he was like take these actresses under his wing or um yeah i mean it was more like he was terrified because he could just blacklist you at any given time and as we come to find out as the story unfolds like you know the reason like there are certain actresses that had this moment in the 90s and you never hear from them again or harvey like mira sorvino like annabella sciora is another one where it's just like oh the reason you never heard of them again was because of Harvey Weinstein. Because they pushed back? They were yeah. like, this guy's a scumbag? Yeah. Or either they pushed back or they didn't want to hook up with them or they wanted to talk about what he did to them. In Annabelle Sciorra's case, um, she accused him of like just busting into her apartment one night and raping her. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Yeah, awful. But it was just kind of – so you get to see just like how – because, like, also the NDAs were so ironclad. Mm. Um, like Trump NDAs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like designed by scientists to never break yeah. <laughs> under any law. Exactly. <laughs> like we, so, like, they had to, like, because no one was could, like, could speak because they had signed their life away. Right. The women were able to break the story just by, like, finding, like, evidence of the payments. Like, because, like, like a document doesn't have to sign an ND. <laughs> so they found the money. Yeah, so they just followed them. It was like a follow the money story. Oh, interesting. And then they they managed, but you also They see, tried to write it off. Yeah, but they did. Like, <laughs> it's kind of, like paid off women <laughs> I assaulted. No, I mean, Cosby had similar things like that, or he had a whole. Really? Like, he had whole employees devoted to paying off women. Like. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were funds set aside as managers, kind of new to. Like, you do this, you. That's like you know you're such a scumbag. Yeah, like it's built that in. you have yeah. to have somebody <laughs> to manage your scumminess. Yeah, well, like I mean, when Harvey Weinstein was hiring Assad, like ex Assad agents to harass his victims into silence, <laughs> it's like Christ. if you don't victimize people, you don't have to pay like ex Israeli intelligence to yeah harass people. 
Like, isn't being rich just enough to date people? I don't, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with dating. I think it's just like. I guess, yeah, it's, it's like assert, more I think than it's, that, right? No, it's just, I think it's more like these men like asserting power. Um, and they oh, like, domi- and they get, they feel big when they're dominating or humiliating someone. Like his reputation is always, he's blowing up at people. He's screaming at people. He's doing like, he's screaming at his assistants in front of other people. Oh, it's God. like. People like that are the worst. Yeah, too. yeah. And that's apparently like everyone in Hollywood. Like. Like they just get off on being in charge or. Yeah. Or, it's like, they think it's okay to treat people like this. Oh, it's not about art. Cause I thought it was about like being an artist and making <laughs> no. movies and. Just being really fulfilled. <laughs> That's not what Hollywood's like. Oh no, you should you should definitely look up stories about the producer Scott Rudin. That guy's incredible. Oh god, really? Yeah, yeah. Like I think he's like. Do I want to? No, I mean, <laughs> if you want to experience PTSD, then <laughs> yes, look up the stories about yeah. the way Scott Rudin treats his employees. Like I need some extra trauma in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, did you ever um, read that story about what happened um, in the It's Gary Shandling Show writer's room? No. Um, I think, like, the lone female writer. She, I, this was in The Hollywood Reporter, I think. But um, one someone in the writer's room, like, played a prank on her where mm-hmm. they, like, he took his p- penis out of his pants and just placed it on her shoulder when she was at her computer or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Um, it was. She said. I mean, it so sounded like there was this dynamic where, like, all the writers were ganging up on her. Like, uh-huh. like just like the really gross. Like, God, yeah. I can't. Oh man, I cannot imagine what it must have been like uh, to be like a, a woman writer in comedy. Yeah, like back yeah. in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents were comedians, and my mother was a comedian but she mm-hmm. was never like a writer in like a writer's room like that right right um they wrote together mostly mm-hmm. so i think there was always the buffer of my dad mm-hmm. to where she she didn't really feel the full effects of that right but she was definitely treated like that yeah i mean she was kind of like a pretty blonde woman mm-hmm. and she was definitely treated like eh, you know you're what do you know broad mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. silly broad Oh, yeah. No, if you read, like, Meryl Marco, the famous comedy writer, has a lot to say about her time at Letterman. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love to read that. That sounds like a good... Uh, does yeah. she have, like, a memoir or something? I don't remember. If she's, but I know she's, like, very spoken openly about, like, a lot of the gender disparity in the writer's room. and Because she was also in a relationship with Dave. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that's something she's talked... You know, and she's, like, this really pioneering comedy writer. Okay, so... The next thing that I want to talk about is the country music docu- documentary. Please. Uh, by Ken Burns, which I've, I've kind of been obsessed with. Okay. So I've never, I guess I have to say, I've never seen a Ken Burns documentary, but I do respect the fact that he commits to a haircut. Well, they're very long. Mm-hmm. Um, if you fall asleep easy, it will mm-hmm. take you a long time to finish one. I think it's like the Civil War <laughs> ones I find, I find daunting. Because I feel like I've seen snippets of like, Okay, there's the fiddle, and then, you know, the reading of the letter, and then... There's lots of reading. There's lots of quoting and reading of letters. Yeah. Uh, But this one I really loved, um, beyond the fact that I just love country music and folk Mm -hmm. music. Grew up listening to that stuff, and this just, like, dives, like, Mm -hmm. so deep into it. Okay. And it's just, like, uh, wonderful, because, like, you know, it's one of those... It's like Ken Burns. Like, he starts Mm -hmm. from the very, very beginning. Yeah. You know, with, like... Uh, you know, slave music and, and mm-hmm. Irish folk music okay. and Native American, every, everything coming into the mm-hmm. mix and making country music. But uh, what I really love about it is mm-hmm. he has um, 
uh, what's his name? Peter Coyote. Can I get a fact check for my wife there? It's Peter Coyote? Yeah, it's Peter Coyote. Thank so, you, associate producer Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> so Peter Coyote is uh, a nar- the narrator, mm-hmm. and he's pretty iconic. Okay. But... Um, I mean, I guess you have to be with a name like Peter Coyote. Like, you can't be named Peter Coyote and then... <laughs> and then work at the deli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to be... But you'd be, like, the coolest dude at the deli. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to be the guy that works at Peter Coyote, you're going to be, like, the baddest motherfucker in the deli. <laughs> He'll be like, and this is your mortadella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine, yeah, imagine him, like, his velvety voice just saying all the exotic yes. cheeses. Oh, would you, how would you, would you like a pound or a half a pound? I can't do a good impression of it, but, <laughs> but I'll play a bite. What I love about this sure. is it's his voice or some like classically trained actor. Mm-hmm. And then they're just quoting these like hillbillies. Okay. And it's just like wonderful. Cause they'll, you know, they'll be quoting like, um, you know, Jimmy Rogers or somebody mm-hmm. being like, um, uh, you know, it's like obviously hillbilly. Mm-hmm. The hillbilly didn't talk like that, but it, it's like them quoting mm-hmm. them verbatim, being like, "Mama was in the kitchen and <laughs> spilled the biscuits, and the dog, you know, the possum came and knocked over the the skillet. <laughs> Papa came in a hollering. It's like that's not what they sounded like. Next, we're gonna get like Patrick Stewart to like, <laughs> know, be amazing. Certainly, like, and McKellen to narrate. It's like these people did not talk like that. They're like, oh, they knocked the biscuits over and the possum, and then come on, mama. Well, <laughs> like, that's, that's a borderline hate talk. crime. Was that, was that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I just like have you narrate can like I, this like this documentary the in the voice of the yeah. you know like she done in, broke my heart in the way you think that southern people talk? <laughs> but that's but the thing is they'll interview the real artists yeah. and then they talk like that. Okay, and they'll be like they done broke my heart. You know mm-hmm. she done did me wrong. Yeah. And it's like, is she done? Did him wrong? And then they come in with the Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch voice. Wait, let me play a clip. Okay. Let me play a clip. This is from the Waylon Jennings part. This is Peter Coyote quoting Waylon Jennings verbatim here. Okay, sweet. I'm excited. Pretty wonderful. None of it sounded like Waylon's performances back in Arizona. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I don't care if the bells don't chime. They were good, smooth records, he said. But I was rougher than a goddamn corn cob. All the damn sand I swallowed in Texas is in my singing. As long as you love me. So <laughs> that's exactly the way Waylon Jet all the sand, the damn sand. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think about think of it in sh- in Shakespearean cadence. I was rougher than a corn cob. Yes, I was rougher than a corn cob. You didn't know, you know Waylon Jennings. You know what Waylon Jennings sounds like, and yeah. that is not the way like, he said that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good old boys. <laughs> Which okay, I mean this is a you know like this is a bit of a tangent, but. You know, we're the same age, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking back to, like, one of my first toys being a General Lee, and, like, I cannot mm-hmm. get over that my parents thought it was completely acceptable <laughs> to buy me a toy with the Confederate flag on it. It was different times. Like, selling that in the goddamn Kmart. It was different times, I'm telling you. Yeah, like... You wanted what? to emulate those uh, the outlaws. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were like, oh, look at those nice boys in the car, and it's like, no. They no. jump over stuff and they're a cool car. It's like, no, that, that car endorses slavery. <laughs> Did the the car, yeah, it was called the General Lee, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, the car is called the General Lee. <laughs> we didn't know. 
All right, so you want to talk about this next. Okay. All right. So I don't get to go to the movies much anymore because all my goddamn movie friends moved to goddamn L.A. But And that's how you say that. Yeah. Goddamn L.A. Goddamn L.A. Goddamn, yeah. So, like, where's Peter Coyote? To- where's he to flatten that <laughs> sentence out? Yeah, make me sound like uh, Ian McKellen. So, um... But I did, I'm usually not a sci-fi person, but I did watch Ad Astra. Um, I was one of four people in the theater. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so it's so, a popular movie. Well, no, it came out in September, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're current. We're current mm-hmm. here at uh, Three Things. So oh, <laughs> here, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's no time yeah, in a podcast. There's no statute of limitations. So I'm about to spoil the shit out of this movie. But um, so essentially wait can we before we get into it should we play the trailer yes please okay let's play the trailer all right should i talk over the trailer or should I? you can probably just okay. talk over it yeah why not all right what are you thinking about all right so brad pitt is- i do what i do because of my dad okay the movie should be called dad astro he was a hero about his dad issues. he gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge not so sad astro Sad, the whole getting that over. Okay, so things are blowing up. Yeah. It looks, it looks good. Uh, I'm a sucker for space movies. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't hate looking at Brad Pitt for two hours, like tight close-ups. Spiders everywhere and plane crashes. They're calling it the search. Major, we have some highly classified information. That sound effects means what there's a mystery the project. Yeah. Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. Ah. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. Ah, a twist. Mm. I love a movie with a twist. Athos. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system. All life would be destroyed. We're counting on you to find out what's happening out there. I worry about you. I love you. (laughs) He has to choose between his father or his wife? Um... As no, I think it's more so he's insanely compartmentalized. And I'm feeling good, ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. I remain fully committed to the lawful completion of the mission. If necessary, the answers we seek, I'll read the, the titles. <laughs> yes. Are just outside our reach. Hopes in him. I mean, it looks kind of cool. So, just like judging by the trailer, what do you think happens in this movie? Um, I'm just going to pause. I think we've seen enough. Uh, I think we've seen enough. What? Okay, what do I think? Yeah, what do you think happens in this movie? Okay, so I think Brad, from the trailer, Brad Pitt's dad is lost in space and he's got to go find him. Okay. And they have some kind of fraught relationship and then, I don't know, maybe they meet up. And, mm-hmm. like, have a catch? <laughs> <laughs> so you imagine, like, this is, like, you imagine this is, like, Field of Dreams, but in space? Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, he basically, so, no, Brad Pitt, like, goes all the way to, I think, 
not Jupiter, maybe Neptune, mm-hmm. just to find out his dad's a psycho dick. I can say that uh, it looked like Neptune with okay. all my space knowledge. Oh, okay. Looked like Neptune. The, the, the minor. That's the most dickish planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so basically. Um, Who's his dad? Tommy Lee Jones? Yes. Which, okay. I mean, I mean, if it was Robert Redford, yeah, I would be, that would make sense to me. Oh. Like, in what universe is Brad Pitt Tommy Lee Jones' son? I, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't look. That's not the same. Yeah. But essentially, he goes all the way. He thinks his dad, di- his dad died, but his dad, mm-hmm. dad's actually just went feral psycho and murdered a bunch of people on the outpost he was working in. Wait, a Neptune? You mean like Event Horizon? Wait, what? <laughs> you mean like Event Horizon? I've never seen Event Horizon. Okay, so in Event Horizon, mm-hmm. um, this ship is supposed to travel through mm-hmm. wormholes and black holes. It's supposed okay. to create a black hole, but it like unlocks the door to hell. Okay, and then like what? Sam Neil designs it. And Sam Neil goes crazy. Okay, you said all I need to hear. Sam Neil, I will be watching around yeah, Event Horizon. <laughs> Sam Neil and Lawrence Fishburne, and then and Sam, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, and wow. So Sam Neil gets like possessed by the devil, and the whole crew dies and sorry spoiler alert if you haven't seen event horizon by now okay uh i don't know what to tell you but yeah uh yeah so sam neil goes crazy around Mm -hmm. neptune you know possessed by the devil kills Mm -hmm. the entire crew okay i mean yeah it sounds like um brad pitt's dad had some kind of breakdown so it's like a sequel (laughs) (laughs) they're completely different movies allegedly but um so in this movie, Brad Pitt has a lot of feelings, and you get to experience those feelings mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt. Um, like Legends of the Fall. Yes. Another <laughs> movie I sat through just because yes. of Brad Pitt. So many feelings in that movie. Yeah, man. That brings back memories of that $1.50 movie theater right next oh, to God, the Mall. Oh, God, his hair. Yeah. Oh, man. His hair yeah. in that movie is like a character of its own. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, I, I'm wishing my hand right now for that, the, the audience. The Fabio, the Fabio phase yeah. of his career. Imagine <laughs> Brad Pitt is the thinking man's Fabio. <laughs> he is. I mean, thinking man's in quotes. Well, I mean, Fabio's on Fox News all the time. <laughs> is he really? Is he yeah, a commentator he's, now? He's right wing. What's he talk about? Like conditioner? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, you'll see him pop up on Tucker Carlson every now and then. Oh God, I cannot. Yeah. Oh man, what does he have to say? Yeah, it's just like this this sad island of misfits. You let celebrities on Fox News because they'll oh, Jesus like yeah. with Scott Bayo and stuff. Um, Stephen Baldwin's one. I don't know if they've yeah. had the Duck Dynasty people on in a while. Oh yeah, but I mean they're a given. Yeah, um, John Voight is another one that every now and then. But oh yeah, but does he do his accent from Anaconda? No, I wish <laughs> <laughs> the best accent. Hello, Tucker. <laughs> Anaconda. <laughs> doing it badly, but it's- but um, this is like one of those movies I enjoyed watching it, and then the more I thought about it, the more annoyed I got. <laughs> like ever, like I enjoy- I enjoyed it. Okay, I mean it was a little uneven. I enjoyed, you know, like, and then I the more I thought about things that happened, I just got like pissed off. <laughs> oh God, yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah, because like ostensibly it looks like a good movie. Yeah, it's like space action, Brad mm-hmm. Pitt. You know, yeah. Uh, suspense. I mean, I don't know. He's that he's I like supposed to be the hero, and he saves mm-hmm. the world essentially. Sorry mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, but hey, the Brad Pitt's the hero that saves the world. But um, okay. 
<laughs> Still sounds good. Given some You're food. not. <laughs> no, but there's a point where like there are two like innocent like astronauts that die because of Brad Pitt's like disobeying orders and shenanigans, and oh, man. there's like no one seems to be very broken up about it. <laughs> I guess astronauts know what they sign up for. <laughs> yeah, they. Know. Brad Pitt might hijack their rocket and like <laughs> cause them to accidentally shoot each other. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a perfect segue into the next thing that I want to talk okay. about, which is I think you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. I am aware of this. This is uh, Ben Affleck's commentary for Armageddon, yeah. another space movie. Bruce mm-hmm. Willis and Ben Affleck yeah. save the world or whatever. Billy like, Bob Thornton. Like at Astra, um, yeah. Liv Tyler is sad. She is the sad partner. <laughs> She's the sad, the sad, neglected partner. Yeah, it's the like long suffering partner. Michael Bay. There's a lot of yeah. slow motion. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna play some of this, and uh, I guess yeah. you can chime in when you want. Sure. But I mean, this kind of people seem to rediscover this every now and then. Like it's something that kind of like it's kind of intermittently yeah. goes viral. Like. <laughs> It pops up on Reddit every now and then. He kind of, like, says what everybody was thinking about this movie, which uh-huh. is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just like, I don't know. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I'll just yeah. play it. Yeah. It's it's basically everything that is wrong with Armageddon in the okay. first, first. I've never like, actually watched Armageddon, but I feel like I know. I've been subjected to the Aerosmith song from the movie. Yeah, I mean, all you really need to know yeah. about is the Aerosmith song, I think. And I feel like if I've seen the Aerosmith video from this movie, I've already seen the relevant You've seen the movie. Scenes. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Yeah. I know You've seen movie. it. Asteroid. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut shut, shut the fuck up. I feel like Ben Affleck has had this discussion on a bar stool many times. He probably has. Like, I feel like this is being recorded on a bar stool. But it's, like, one of those questions yeah. they should have asked in the writer's room when they were, like, when they got the script. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, wait, I'll let him go on here. You know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is real plan, all right? I was like, you mean accurate Michael Bay impression? At NASA yeah. to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> See, here's where we demonstrate that because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. He did a piss. See, he's a salt of the earth guy. NASA nerdonauts don't uh, don't understand uh, his salt of the earth ways, his rough and tumble ways. <laughs> nerdonauts. Yeah. <laughs> Like somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Short for transmission. Oh, okay. 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 All right. (laughs) But he's basically saying that like NASA can figure out Mm -hmm. how to, uh, you know, build a ship that can fly and land on an astronaut, Mm -hmm. but can't figure out how to build a good drill. So, so or like they wouldn't they wouldn't know the, the subcontractor to call for that like no. but before like Bruce Willis has to come in and kick everyone in the dick. It is he doesn't say this, but uh, this the the subtitles are up right here. Mm-hmm. It says we've had them training for eight months solid now, and Bruce Willis says eight whole months. <laughs> but they've been training for eight months. And they have, like, I don't know, two weeks to the mission, uh-huh. and they're just talking to Bruce Willis now. <laughs> they so just is, bring what, in the drill guy. What? So he's the drill master? 
So he's like an oil rig guy. Okay. So he works on an oil rig, and it, and it like goes to this whole thing where he's like, you stupid NASA nerds. Like, you can't build a drill. I need my crew. I need my oil rig guy's crew. I like how it's like apparently everyone in NASA has never met a working class person before. <laughs> I know. That's like the most insane thing, too. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. I'm, I have a friend who worked at NASA. J- Dickie worked at JPL, okay. at Jet Propulsion Laboratories forever. He's hilarious. All his friends are hilarious. Like, yeah. they would totally know how to build a drill. I know. It's great <laughs> that, like, all their, and, like, he comes in and all their monocles pop out, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> These are, like, I don't know. And I, I don't know. I think it's, like, a problem. Maybe we need to, like, rehabilitate the, uh, you know, overall uh, what people think about scientists <laughs> because scientists are like all different kinds of people yeah. they're like you know all different kinds of people work all different kinds of yeah. jobs but like i don't know maybe like an oil rig guy has a, a, a archetype yeah of I, like, think, I think in like my remake of armageddon that i'm writing in my head right now it starts Brad like, Pitt. <laughs> well no it does oh yeah sure yeah he's sad he's an he's a sad astronaut he's got things to work out but um so in my version, one of my scientists, like on the side, he's going to be a bassist in a grindcore band. <laughs> but that is like but, yeah. super accurate. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like there are so many people with doctorates in like hardcore bands yeah. or like yeah. some sort of like extreme style of metal. Yeah. Or like I remember definitely walking by like a one of my professors and their door, like offices and their doors was like plastered with like pictures of his ska band. And then- <laughs> That was a little embarrassing, but like I I definitely felt like a little jolt. Like, oh. Oh, man. I wish I could think of a good university ska pun. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This part. Just don't have one. You'll think of it in the middle of the night. You'll shoot up. I'm going to wake up and text it to you. Yeah. Wake up. Oscama bin Laden. Oscama bin Laden. Oh, man. Ska in it. It works. Oh, man. (laughs) Professor Ska. No. <laughs> Damn it! Um, so that's basically that mm-hmm. clip. Uh, let's move on. To How some... drunk do you think Affleck was there? Um, enough. Yeah, like enough that they got like the goods. Yeah, like yeah. when I work on reality shows, they usually make people drink, and it's like there's like a sweet spot that you hit where, like, it's right before they can't work anymore, uh-huh. and it's and it's just after they are like too nervous to to like okay. open up on camera. Wow. Hmm. There's like a sweet spot and that's where the Your gold sounds is. so diabolical. right? I know. <laughs> this, is, this is what reality television is like. Okay. There's a sweet spot between like not drunk enough and too mm-hmm. drunk. That's like the, where all the gold comes from. Okay. <laughs> that's all your reality television that you watch is that gold. I mean, right yeah. There. Real hot housewives is basically brought to you by alcohol. I mean, Ex- I, I oh want, my God. Yeah. 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 I've I've shot housewives before and they do drink a lot. Yeah. And there is a por- portion where it's like the fights get amazing and the clips <laughs> get like super sharp and on fire. Mm. And then there's a point where they're just like, Ugh. yeah, where it's just like, okay, now I have to like call an ambulance. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just crash and they're like, yeah. you have to go now. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I it go the night goes quicker. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can wrap and go home. <laughs> it's usually what I'm trying to do on most of those shows. Yeah. Like, are we done yet? <laughs> Bethany. Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> say what you got to say to Carol so we can go home. <laughs> That's mostly what the crews are like on reality shows. 
Sounds fat. I would love to talk to a bunch of reality producers. Yeah. The only show I wasn't like that on was Jersey Shore, which was amazing. They seem they seem genuine. Yeah. Like I think Snooki is genuinely charming. They're they're amazing. They're so I worked on with them and they are genuinely amazing. How's Vinny? Oh, I love Vinny's like the most normal of them all. He's mm-hmm. he's really cool. Okay, yeah, I can see that. He kind of like plays up his Guidoness, I think. Mm-hmm. He's also like the most Italian of them all. He has like a real Italian. Yeah, that mom yeah. was intense. Like the food when she would come yeah. over and the. I love his mom. His mom's so nice. Like the food? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I went and shot with him in Staten Island one time. Oh, really? Was, yeah. We went to his house. Aw. Yeah. He was, he was, he's a sweetheart and his mom is so nice and she just kept trying to feed us. Like, yeah, that sounds. Yeah. You know, like my grandma would. But did she hear your last name and get really excited? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> as soon as I show up, people are just like, this guy's good Gino. If there's like another Italian person there, mm-hmm. that's like a thing Italians do. I mean, you yeah. probably know this. Yeah. Imagine like you and your wife walking in together, like the double Italian names. Oh, you say our names together. It sounds like we're you're speaking Italian. Yeah, yeah. Like, Gino, Giovanello, <laughs> spaghetti, pasta maggiore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about... Like you're, like you're reading the specials <laughs> at a restaurant. Yeah, we're just like, Gugino. and tonight the specials are Gugino, Gugino. <laughs> <laughs> we, all right, let's move on. Let's, not, let's stop getting so personal here. So this next thing is something you suggested, Disney. Oh, thank you. Yes, Disney Plus. Okay, so Disney launched their screening service, Disney Plus, and I guess they like must have dumped like everything in the art like in the archives onto this the server so it's just like all these old movies and old tv shows that i've never seen or heard of and just plopping into my you know my feed all day and it's like because they would like because they shared all the movie posters on twitter all day and it's like you could basically tell me these things were made up and i would never like and i would be like yeah sure okay like, for example, there was a Whoa. movie in 1976 called Gus, and um, it starred Don Knotts. And from the photo, uh-huh. it's just he's just screaming at a horse. And I guess the horse is on a football team because he's wearing. Can a- we watch the- wait, 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 can we watch this movie and talk about it on the next episode? Sure. I've got oh, I've got more movies to discuss. <laughs> this sounds I want to watch like one of these like yeah, I mean, deep I'm, cut Disney movies. Like so I would just like see these posters come to my mm-hmm. feed and I would just think about like, well, what do I I'm never gonna watch this, so what do I think the movie's about? And one was like the barefoot executive, and it was from like when Kurt Russell yeah. when Kurt Russell was a Disney kid. And then there's like a Oh, when he was a kid? No, he was a Disney kid. Yeah, I mean, well, like yeah, he like was a like a teenager. Mickey Mouse yeah. club guy, right? So I guess he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, he was like well, they're a little heartthrob. And the uh, barefoot executive was the movie he was in. Yeah, and I think there's like a chimp with a little, and I guess the barefoot executive <laughs> is the chimp holding the briefcase. Not Kurt Russell. Not Kurt Russell. No, he Kurt Russell. Unless it's like Kurt Russell, like you know, is a business prodigy and started when he was three. No, I think the monkey. Is, or, no, I'm sorry, the ape. Ape. Yeah. The ape is the executive. The chimpanzee. Yeah. Okay, so it was a chimpanzee. Yeah, holding a briefcase. And ch- because chimpanzees don't wear shoes. Yeah. And aren't don't have jobs. Yeah, but I guess this one has a job. <laughs> this one does. This one is a captain of industry. That's like, what makes got a it special. Yeah. What yeah. Where do you think he works? Um, Pfizer? <laughs> the um, ship-flinging propulsion, propulsion lab? I don't know. Does he share a desk with you at Spin? Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, yo, I need yeah. to review the new tool. He's really excited about the new yeah. tool album. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he threw a turd at me. Is that good? Does he like it? I can't tell. I can't tell. Because he keeps typing on this typewriter and yeah. eventually he'll write Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, no. So then there was one like the Shaggy. I guess there was the Shaggy Dog series. Oh, I, there's I, a lot of those. I vaguely remember there was one called the Shaggy DA. But it's like, so I guess he's a lawyer. Like, but The it, dog is? Yeah, but it's like he's the, he's the prosecutor. So it's like, in my mind, when I think prosecutor, I think like, oh, he's suppressed. The Russian Russian fingers. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think of like like some like, like some like. Realty, yeah. your runner. Like, hey, I'm going to throw all these people in jail on low-level drug charges. <laughs> or it's like the shaggy DA who suppresses yeah. evidence that, that could have gotten the guy exonerated in the Capitol. Or it would, it would be amazing if he was like yeah. a civil rights lawyer. He's like the Larry Krasner <laughs> figure, and he's going to clean up the, like, the shaggy DA comes in to clean up the corrupt. Uh. <laughs> he's like the Larry Krasner dog. Yeah, he's like, 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 he comes in, he runs in, he's got this little list of, like, dirty cops in his yeah. mouth. Like, you can't put these guys on the stand. They were roll rattling. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog voice. Yeah. Dur yeah, so rop rops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I guess in 2012 they had a series called Crash and Bernstein. And the poster it was like a, mm -hmm. a show, and I guess the poster was like a puppet in a toilet and he's bathing. Mm -hmm. And he's talking, I guess he's the wisecracking puppet friend to Bernstein. But I like imagining that Who's Bernstein? I guess the kid in the moot. Like his little pal, his little like twelve year old pal. Okay, so the the puppet and a kid. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of those kind of movies made. Yeah. So I, I think it was a TV show. And then like, but I like imagining that it's like Carl Bernstein's origin story where this weird <laughs> like little man and bathing in a toilet, like encourages him to get into investigative journalism. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your inspiration to break the Watergate story, Carl? Oh, this guy that lived yeah. in my toilet. <laughs> well, I wanted to be a ventriloquist when I was a when I was a mere child. <laughs> I used to bathe with my dummy. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of like ventriloquist shows on back in the day. Yeah, I know there was. Yeah, that was a big deal. I think ventriloquism got creepy over the yeah. years. Yeah, I mean it's always creepy. But I remember like there was a character in that show Soap that had a ventriloquist dummy. Oh yeah. And wasn't there like a show on like one of the early incarnations of Fox or like where there was like this weird dust puppet on a couch that would just say shit? Oh yeah, what was that? I, I just had this weird kind of half fever dream of. <laughs> yeah, so, so puppets, like, sassy puppets. I mean, you could tell the puppet was sassy because he wore his baseball cap backwards. Oh, yeah, that's like yeah. a clear sign. I was like, whoa, this puppet is rude. This puppet is wisecracking. What was that other? There's like Comedy Central show, like with all. Yeah, Crank Yanker. He was probably, I mean, yeah, I like he crank probably was. But no, the, aren't they like Muppets, though? There's like a difference. There's like a Muppet and then there's like a dummy. And then like the whole thing with ventriloquism yeah. is like. Look, he's talking, but he's not talking. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this like is a puppet. Show. This is a puppet. Because, you know, the thing with the puppets is, I did, actually, I did an interview one time with the Muppets. Mm -hmm. It was with Brad Paisley and the Muppets, and I was talking to the guy who... Wow, brag much? I know, right? <laughs> We're best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> um, he took out, oh, I, you know, he's my life insurance beneficiary. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Your, your child's godfather, <laughs> Brad Paisley, the ex. My child. <laughs> but uh, so I was talking to the guy who does Grover's voice, mm -hmm. and he kept talking as Grover to me. 
So eventually he did it so much that I started talking to Grover instead of this guy. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I got to mic you. But he was just like fucking with me the whole time. And wow. he was like, bah, 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 bah. and I'm just like talking to Grover. I'm like, Grover, you be quiet. I'm trying to like mic this guy. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm talking to like a fucking Muppet. <laughs> that's like a, that's a true story. That's cute. That is a really cute story. <laughs> Does, did that erase the magic at all? Just knowing like, like seeing the man behind the curtain, so to speak, or? No, in a lot of ways, it's, like, more impressive because, mm-hmm. like, to watch these guys work, it's, like, mm-hmm. they're incredible. They're so yeah. good. Like, they do the voices and the puppets, and it's, like, they make the puppets, like, really actually come to life. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cute. Oh, I man. got to meet Elmo, I guess, before the guy, like, got me too or pedophiled or whatever. Yeah. He yeah, he sounds like he did some stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else? Yeah. Well, the Muppets were nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice Muppets. Very nice Muppets. Yeah. So my final thing of my mm-hmm. three things yes. is um, I recently went down to Stone Harbor, New Jersey, and Stone Harbor is a bastion for wonderful Philadelphia accents. Everybody who lives there and works there just has these wonderful, thick- I mean, you have a really good one. I that can, comes out. Yeah, yeah, I can imitate it really well. No, but sometimes it naturally kind of, sometimes you, na- like the letter, the look. Yeah. I mean, this is true for me too, and I'm sure I'm going to hear it when I'm listening <laughs> to this back and, you know, cringe it. Same. Like, sometimes definitely the long letter O gets you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. When Sawkin in the house. When, um, I should say that me and Maggie have known each other since we were teenagers, teenagers yeah. growing up in South Jersey. So we yeah. just grew up in the thick of this awful mm-hmm. slash wonderful Philly accent. And then we we hung out in Philly. And so, yeah. And we've lived in the same neighborhood ever since. Yeah. <laughs> we have lived. <laughs> and now we're much older. And I'm like, one years old. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> years old. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so I was I was down the shore, down the shore at Stone Harbor, and um, I heard one of the best Philadelphia sentences. Oh, please! Uh, so these two people were talking behind the counter mm-hmm. at at the Wawa down the Wawa, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's an old woman and this young guy, and they're talking about their dogs. And mm-hmm. the woman is like, "I let my dog off the leash in the salt the salt marshes all the time to let him mm-hmm. run around." Oh my god! And the guy goes, "Oh no." I got a Philadelphia dog. <laughs> you can't go letting him off the leash like that. Oh my god! And I was like, "This is amazing." I was like, "The most." I literally ran and had to hide behind something just to yeah. go for a while. Yeah, kind of like I mean, I guess the what the best way to sum up the Philly Philadelphia accent is like imagine someone saying the word no, but it sounds no. like yeah, but it sounds like there are six vowels in that two yeah. two letter word. The most Philadelphia sentence you can say is, can I have a can of Coke? Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Which is the word can Mm -hmm. two ways, Mm -hmm. said two ways to mean two different things. I was was kind of rediscovered the dead milkman recently. And there's a lot. And I didn't realize before how heavily the accent figures into the the songs. Oh. Like, especially with punk rock girl, like with. J- Joe Jack Camaro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should play a. Oh. Like, he don't work here in Punk Rock Girl. Like, Love me two times because I've got AIDS. Yeah, that did not age well. <laughs> None of that stuff. Uh, it's all good, though. 
Let's see if I can find some dead milkmen. You know, I think the importance of the dead milkmen mm-hmm. is that they're the only band ever to talk, to sing in a Philadelphia accent. Yeah, yeah. Because I've only ever heard people singing in a Philadelphia accent mm-hmm. at karaoke. Yeah. Don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> Cause I'll miss you. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty pronounced in the Dead Milk Band. Here, wait, maybe I'll play some bitching in hour here. All right. Oh, this is perfect because he's talking. Yeah. Hey, Jack, what's happening? I don't know. Well, uh, rumor around town says you might be thinking about going down to the shore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go down to the shore. <laughs> what are you going to do down there? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Play some video games, buy some Def Leppard t-shirts. Like that right there is such like I just Im- immediately thought of the surf mall, oh, in Ocean yeah. City, and like the the back you know the back wall of all the tunes in the dunes. Yeah, the, oh. I think that's now a yogurt spot. Uh, the what's dunes. the sandbar? Yeah, it's a place that lets sixteen-year-old kids drink. <laughs> cool. Still hey, funny. It's gonna be there. Uh, who? My favorite cover band, Crystal Shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they do a tour show. Oh, man. I'm really impressed. In fact, it goes a little like this. Oh, it gets problematic. Okay, we're going <laughs> to cut it out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess it's not that problem. Well, kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. Jim Morrison never had AIDS. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think it's just kind of like, yeah, I think they just happened at a time where AIDS... It was on everybody's minds. Yes, yes. Now it's just when I think about it, it makes me sad. Maybe we should probably end the segment there. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what, like, what disease would you... Make, like, it doesn't like, make you sad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, gout? Yeah. I don't know, that's gout. still uncomfortable, though. But that's, like, that's like the, the disease of the leisure class, gout. <laughs> Eat too many rich foods. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, oysters and I don't know. Yeah, that's the Victorian Queen disease or whoever. They wouldn't eat fruit. They're too good for fruit. Too good. Never too good for fruit. Nature's candy. Come on. Don't uh, you know? Don't try to research that on me. (laughs) Sure, it is not accurate. Yeah, (laughs) you don't come here for facts. No, this is not a facts podcast. This is not for facts. Pretty much everything we're talking about is basically made up. We pulled it all out of our ass. So that's the first episode. Exciting! We did it. We did it. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you do happen to listen to this, which I would enjoy. If not, thank you. You know. Thank you for not listening. (laughs) (laughs) We want to give people choice. Thank you for listening or not. not listening. This is Choose Your Own Adventure here. This is the Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. You turn to page 87 if you listened. (laughs) Turn to page 15 if you did not listen. God bless you. God bless you all. So that's it for episode one of Three things. Three things with Maggie and Mike. Three things with Maggie and Mike. Pros. Live from Midwood Queens. Midwood Queens. Oh shit! Should I not have? Should I not have to go?
Ear. Podcast Network.